0: folks, Welcome back to another 3D Hangouts. My name is Noir Reyes. I'm a designer at Adafruit and joining me every week is my brother Pedro.
1: Good morning everybody. I'm Pedro Creative Tech here at Adafruit. <coughs> Excuse me. At Adafruit. <laughs> welcome back to another episode 302 of 3D Hangouts. I'm Pedro Creative Tech here at Adafruit and every week we're here to share 3D printed projects featuring electronics from Adafruit.
0: That's right. It's the show where we combine 3D printing and DIY well electronics to make inspirational projects hello everybody in the chat room we're hanging out in the discord chat room if you'd like to join us during the live show throw in some comments get shout outs you can do so by heading over to adafru.it slash discord
1: you know so get there at discord.gg slash adafruit we are hanging out in all of the chats good morning to everybody hanging out we got jim hendrickson mr certainly bruce brian biller we're on the Twitch chat and Facebook as well. Good morning to everybody hanging out.
0: Thank you
1: all for joining us every morning. Thank
0: you. Thank you. We're going to do the stuff in the beginning of the show as we normally do. A little bit of housekeeping and then we'll jump into this week's project. Lots of fun demos today. So let's jump into normally what happens on Mondays. CircuitPython meetings happen every Monday at 2 p.m. This is really a disguised meeting. It's, it's more of a of a chance for folks from the community to, to listen in and find out what are the devs working on, what the community members are working on, uh, projects, project help, and stuff that's going on in CircuitPython core and libraries. Check it out. It's a fun time. It's about an hour and a half uh, every Monday at 2 PM. It's hap- it happens live in the Discord uh, server under the CircuitPython chat room. So you can join in every Monday. And you can also catch the archive, which gets uploaded a little bit later. And then there's a playlist as well, and they started adding time codes to the to the uh meeting notes uh to the YouTube description. you just click on the thing it'll t- it'll jump you right there. I, I plan to do that for this show I hope that's very cool. okay, the next order of things is to just remind you folks to vote 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 I know every- yes, but please we we need to yes vote go to. Your vote. We have resources on the Adafruit site, so check it out. There, there's links all over the place. Um, AdaBox is the shipping. Go to adabox.com, um to sign up if you haven't already, so you can get the next one. But there it is. There's AdaBot and some LEDs. Um, so AdaBox is coming up. We have this little promo. What is it? What is it? What is it? Ah, I can't show it to you.
1: I was a little scared that that, that, that cut wasn't mm-hmm. good.
0: Nope, it's still blurry. It starts to like fade. It starts <laughs> to, yeah. It starts to focus in on what it is, and then you can't tell what it is. It's like, ah, turn off the lights. So, there you go. Don't forget, AdaBox. Shipping soon, if not already.
1: And you can always sign up to get alerted when there's more seats available for the next AdaBox, which Lamar is already working on.
0: You are right. You can you can subscribe to all the different categories that are available, um, maker business, circuit Python and hardware, three uh, D printing, biohacking, maker business, and letter. Check that out. It's at adafruit.com/news/letter. Okay. Hanging out in the Discord server, twenty four seven fun time. You can share your projects, get project help, um, chat with the community.
1: Yeah. We got Richard, we got DJ,
0: Yeah.
1: thank you all for joining us. Let's go ahead and jump into this week's project. I believe we're ready.
0: All right, let's jump into this week's project. We'll do the little demo first. Okay, so this week's project is a 3D printed tombstone using the Hollow Wing M4, it's right here in the background.
1: Got quite a theme going this Halloween with all of the tombstones.
0: Yes, tombstone, tombstone. So this is 3D printed tombstone, we got some black Lydia acrylic here, so you can make your own message or spooky graphics. The Halloween M4 is right there. It's got the eye, the eye animation. And it's uh, we have a NeoPixel strip uh, that's plugged into one of the NeoPixel ports on the side of the Hollowing and that's what's lighting this up. And at the bottom here we have a battery and a nice chunky on-off switch. Uh, most of it snap fits together. Uh, a little bit of glue here and there and some black LED acrylic with vinyl. So let's take a look at it over the overhead. There we go here we go so if you're wondering what's this crack texture this is actually vinyl that's been pasted on top of this faceplate
1: very neat technique um, I was gonna say did we forget to calibrate our printer as our filament dried up no, no it is no. vinyl
0: yeah so it's vinyl a little just kind of give it like some texture um, I also did this which is just a, f- a flat piece of vinyl with no textures so if you're looking to to kind of, say your, your 3D printed surface looks like this, and you want to really make that clean, you, c- you might want to try some vinyl, and you can get a really nice surface that way. Uh, some tips here, though, is that this probably works best if you stick it on, a th- on the printed surface, the surface that is you know touching your build plate on your 3D printer, because it is pretty rough here. You might want to sand this down before applying your vinyl, but uh, it's just doing a little bit of experiments. It's always difficult to apply vinyl uh, onto your 3D prints, or at least I found, because I'm kind of new at that. And uh, there's always air bubbles, that, that, that's the, the challenge there. Um, but yeah, I figured I'd try to do um, some vinyl to cover up uh, the 3D printed texture and make it nice and smooth like this matte black, acrylic, uh, matte black vinyl. Yeah, so, but if you want to do some cool textures, you get a little bit of leeway here on, uh, on not being perfect on your alignment, because that's always the tricky thing. Um, but yeah, all the pieces are 3D printed without any support material. Uh, in the back here is the cover, which I did want to make it snap fit so I can open it and show folks uh, what's going on there. So yeah, it's got the snap fits. That's where the actual LEDs are mounted to. Um, and then I'm using the NeoPixel port on the hollowing. The hollowing itself is mounted. Uh, there's some built-in standoffs into the, uh, the faceplate, and uh, I'm using these two machine screws uh, to secure it nicely in place. Um, and then you have a hole at the top here, and you have access to the USB port. Um, the, uh, the switch on the bottom here acts as a two thing. It's got a JST extension right built into the on-off switch. So that's what this is. The battery uh, port is plugged into there. It routes down into the side here. There's a little like uh, I made a little channel, a little groove for the wire to press fit into. And then there's a hole at the bottom there of the base. And the base also has a snap fit dealy. You can take that out and uh, here's the battery. I recommend at least like a, you know, like a 2200, which is what this is. But you also have enough room in there for a 4400, which takes two of those 2200 cells and kind of daisy-change them. So you can get extra, extra power. You could of course have it plugged into your wall or into the, like a USB battery bank. Um, but I figured I'd like my batteries, so there you go. Okay, so I want to chat about um, kind of the the challenging parts about this project was getting good light diffusion. So uh, to get this super nice and even stuff, it's quite challenging um, if you're if you're trying to do something that's thin. So I have some photos, and we'll just take a look at the and, and see kind of what uh, what I'm talking about. Okay, so this is like a good looking. This is like the prototype on my table here. Look at that. That uh, that red color is so vibrant and so great. Why does it look like that? Well, it's because the back plate is that far away from the tombstone. Originally, I didn't have this extra frame that would go on the back of the tombstone frame. I wanted to make it nice and simple so that I could mount the, the LED strips like in the sides, on the inside of the tombstone frame. Right? There's two bits to this. There's the frame and then like a back framing. So when I did that, what uh, it looks like. It's very, very dim. That is an okay effect, but when you look at this, and then at this, it's not like an angle or camera shift. It's just the, the placement of the LEDs. Remember, LEDs, when they're positioned further away from your black LED acrylic, you get way much better diffusion. So there's sort of a before and after, right? So I had to go back to the drawing board and figure out how do I get this thing to be that thick, right? And I did try some other things where, uh, let's say I just press fit this, black, uh, this back cover into the frame. What does that look like instead of mounting it to the sides? Well, it looks like that. You get these hot spots. And that could be like, if you want that effect, if that's the desired effect that you want, that's okay. Uh, for this one, I really wanted the whole piece of acrylic to be red, right? Uh, so this wasn't working either, so I had to go back to the drawing board and add this extra frame, which is uh, this camera angle. So, this back framing here. And instead of just like extruding uh, the tombstone frame all the way out, I figured I'd add another piece. And this sort of gives it that offset here. It's like it's more inset here. So, that kind of gives you the illusion at different angles that it's still like the thickness of a tombstone and not like this giant leaf, you know, extruded thing. So I think that is like a nice kind of design technique there to kind of fake it a little bit where, yeah, it gives you the illusion that it's still thin, but it's really this thick. And uh, printing it in black does two things here at the back frame. It, it, you know, it keeps the light from leaking, um, and it kind of looks like it's not there in a dark lit room. So it kind of fades into the black <laughs> abyss. So that, that's kind of the challenging thing that really was here was to get really good light diffusion on that of the acrylic. Um, so hopefully those are some tips that folks can uh, can use.
1: Got some others? Th- yeah. Richard asking if the M zero and the M four are the same size. Physically, they're the same yeah, size. Yes, so you
0: could totally put the. They have the same mounting holes as well. Um, nothing in this particular design is too different. Maybe the the little light sensor here that I've broken out or, or that I've just put a hole there. It's not going to break anything. Um, so if it's off by a little bit, it doesn't matter unless you want to use it in your project. But yeah, you can just shift, shift it in there. Same mounting holes and same size of the PCB. Uh, the screen is also, I think, in the same position.
1: And we've got D. And it's just
0: a better IPS display.
1: And then thank you, Don, for also pointing out. pinout, form factor, same, faster, more memory. Yeah, more sure. crispier display. You've got the IPS display on that.
0: Yeah, it's hard to... Uh, Show you. I'll have to look have to have to at it, trying to expose it. Should maybe turn that off. But yeah, I have some photos that we took too that look really, really great of the textures. But yeah, it's it's always a webcam that it kind of washes out the color. It's so vibrant. And, uh, this probably shows it better. Like this is like the actual video. Like it looks great. It looks like a, a fake graphic, but it's not. It's real. All right. Good stuff. All right, I'm ready to jump into the learn guide. now. Yeah?
1: All right, let's go ahead and check out the Learn Guide. I posted the link to that if you guys want to follow along. Take some time to t- talk about uh, the vinyl and the construction, and of course, some code.
0: Oh, right. Uh, yeah, let's actually look at the vinyl real quick, and then we'll jump into the Learn Guide. A vinyl cutter, it's a cut it's the one I'm using. I got a weeding tool and some uh, sort of the sticky mat. Uh, I tend to use the sticky mat uh, to kind of keep my vinyl in place while I'm weeding. And lots of different ways to weed, I suppose. Uh, with all these little bits and stuff, I tend to like have a little bit of a pile on my finger, and I just tend to kind of suck them up that way, stick them into the pile, uh, like these little teeth here. It feels like I'm a dentist cleaning up AdaBot's teeth. Very nice. Um, so that that could be a helpful tip. Uh, I'm still learning, you know, about uh, applying vinyl and things. Uh, here's some. Transfer tape is what you use to transfer the vinyl off that little sticky backing onto uh, your your work surface. In this case, it's going to be a piece of acrylic. Really, really careful. I don't recommend using a strong grip uh, sticky mat for your vinyl because you could crease it and break it by trying to you know take the thing off of the of the bed. Here's a really kind of neat thing for applying. I found I kind of want to use a light table. To better see the alignment when I'm replacing the acrylic, or replacing the vinyl. So, I have an LED panel. I took it off the C stand and I kind of makeshifted my own life table. I uh, forgot to plug it in, but using the lowest setting here on my uh, on my LED panel and then just propping it up on these pieces of wood, that way I can really see the artwork really well when I'm aligning it, because it's kind of like edge to edge lining up, which seems kind of easy, but it's for me it was very difficult.
1: Yeah, I saw a trick that some. Uh a bunch of the um I don't want to call them like the cricket like, people <laughs> were showing how to align these
0: okay uh cleaning your surface is important but don't do it with paper towel cuz it still leaves behind particles like little fibers oh, yeah. and that that shows through unfortunately but being very careful when you're peeling your your vinyl uh the backing of your your transfer tape and then alignment here just trying to be the best and careful steady hand um like standing upright, and I don't know what else, but you start with the middle, you want your your uh, kind of like a squeegee tool. I couldn't find mine, so I have like this rolling tool, which which helps knock out the air bubbles. But if you got those air bubbles and they're not being knocked out, there's probably like a little speck of dust in there, and uh, it's just what it is. <laughs> yeah, and then you wanna be careful when you're peeling the, the transfer tape. Um, little things like the uh, the the things inside of the text, Whoa, I forget what they're called, uh, but those can come off, so be careful with that. Because of the assembly, it's kind of screwed together. Um, I recommend taking out, like it's not super easy to change out the acrylic panel because it's like fastened into the frame, so I, I like to take it out, and then uh, the way the, the acrylic is, it, it snaps fits into these little knobs that are on the side of the, uh, on the edges there of the faceplate, plate. Uh, so that's, that stays pretty nice without any glue. It's, you can pop it out if you want to change it out. Um, yeah, and it looks pretty good with uh, the Adabox uh, logo kind of there, the Dripping Blood logo, and like the face. Kind of getting some bender vibes. So there you go. That's uh, just a kind of quick look at the workflow of applying vinyl to your acrylic. You can imagine the same thing for 3D prints, too, I guess. Uh, good waiting tool, patience, um, a light table if you can get one, uh, cleaning your surfaces with alcohol but not a fibrous uh, you know, paper towel. Uh, that's, that's about all you got. <laughs> For blank vinyl. Cool. Okay, so now let's take a look at the Learn Guide. So I'm going to walk through that one. Homepage just walks you through the parts you need. Not too many in this case, it's just the Halloween M4 and a strip of NeoPixels um, with a battery and a switch.
1: Interesting point about the NeoPixels that you chose to use in this build. We wanted to make sure it was a non, uh, or a solderless build, so we opted to go with one of our ready-to-go NeoPixel strips that have the connection right on there. This is great.
0: So, normally when you buy a NeoPixel strip, it's got a different connector. This one has the the right connector that's built in uh, to work with the, with all the JST ports on uh, several boards. So I just plug that in, and now you can turn it on. I got this little battery here. Uh, that way you can just have a really nice, quick, and easy way to plug in a NeoPixel strip to your Halloween or other compatible board. So there you go. Um, this is, has nice kind of weatherproof sheathing, so if you want to have this on something um, that might get a little wet, that's OK. Um, but you can still cut this and, and, and mount it in all different sorts of ways. Uh, The cable length is about this long, so depending on how your project is, um, you might want to extend that or shorten that, depending on how you want it. Um, Yeah. There you go. The uh, PID for this one.
1: Posted all the links in all of the chats. It's PID 3919.
0: 3919. Yeah, so it has 30 pixels in a half a meter. And, again, it comes with that connector right on it. And uh, yeah, it's pretty nice. It's got the fifty-fifty size package on a black uh, colored uh, flexible thing. So good time. Cool. We
1: got so, an idea from DV here uh, saying that it'd be cool with an 8x8 matrix. That would totally fit within the area. Oh, good yeah. idea.
0: That is a good idea. Oh, man. <laughs> Very cool. Yeah, and we have some new demo code, too, that would let you play bitmaps mm-hmm. and stuff. Mm-hmm. Scrolling text. Ah, oh, that's a great idea. All right, next year we know what to do. <laughs> Thank you.
1: Or for upcoming holidays, definitely oh, another idea yeah, too. there
0: you go. Okay.
1: We will definitely uh, do that.
0: Yeah. And, hey, the, the M4 Halloween Orange Edition is still in stock. Check them out if you want to pick one up. If you're looking to upgrade your M0 Halloween, this is uh, a good time to do it. they in stock.
1: And if you used it on past projects, like we said, physically, all the mounting holes are all the same, so you can definitely just swap it out.
0: Yep, Blacklight Acrylic is in stock, but this is like the pre cut one for the RGB matrixes. So if you want to get a bigger sheet, we do have a 12 by 12, it's out of stock, um, but you can sign up to get notified when we do have these sheets in stock. I, I really like these. There are other places that sell them, like Tap Plastics, but I found some differences in their kind of transparency. Um, the a little ones- bit thicker and darker. Yeah, so the TAP Plastics, uh, theirs is a little bit thicker. It's about 2.8 to 3 millimeters thick, and it's darker, meaning that the colors aren't as vibrant as these. So uh, although you can fit both of them in, um, you, you can, where are those things that I put back here? I actually have two of them. One that's the, you know, the, the plastic, the Adafruit stocks, and then the other one that I got from TAP Plastics, I still have a sheet of it. So I guess we'll have to kind of, let's do it like this. Uh-huh. How about that? Alright, so this is the Tap Plastics one. And you can see here it's 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 thicker and this is darker. It still gives you an okay effect. But when you look at the, the Adafruit one, it's it looks blown out because it's so much color is coming through and the webcam is kinda of washing it out, but it is uh, it is kinda lighter. So if you look at them like this, you can see this one's a little bit darker. And now there's the thickness there, you can actually see it there. It is a little bit um, a little bit darker. But they're both fine, right? Just just that note there is what I found by playing with them. They both will fit inside, by the way. This is the first uh, kind of graphic I came up with that. I thought I'd do some text, stay spooky and a little pumpkin. But as I kept working on it, I figured let's do a face so that it looks more like a like a creature as opposed to something with a message. But it's up to you if you want to do that. Sure. That's about it. Tap plastics, adafruit, there you go. That went well. Back over to the Learn Guide. It's this one here. Okay, so those are the parts. On off switch, not much to it, other than it's just a big chunky on off switch. I tend to like, Lamar really likes to, to suggest this one to us, and I like it. It's really chunky, gives it gives a tactical feel, but for small projects, it, it's kind of chunky. So with this project, it worked out really well. because. Uh, it's a fairly large uh, prop and it has a fairly good lo- length of the cable to extend your battery. So if you have uh, something that you need to, to break out the on-off switch, because a lot of the times the, the PCB will have a built-in on-off switch, this is a great way to cut the power from your, your board um, and have it away from your build, wherever it might be embedded into. So there's that nice chunky switch. All right, for the circuit diagram, uh, fairly simple. In my particular build, as you saw, like the LEDs are two strips. That's just what I thought would look better if I just had these two strips instead of just one. It's kind of hard to do this, right, where you have two strips lined like that. So that's why I cut them up and then soldered in with this ribbon cable here. So that's make, just make sure that data in goes to to data out, right? No, data out to in. <laughs> yeah, so that's why I have that set up you can follow the circuit diagram, or if you have a different project, you can try to use the LED as is without cutting it. It Depends on your project, though. But I have everything broken out here if you, if you need any reference to that. OK. So the next pages show you how to uh, set up your Arduino IDE with the, uh, the board profile for the Halloween M4. So this just walks you through installing all the libraries, installing the board profile. Um, there's a good handful of them. There's all the different board profiles that you get, and uh, there's some extra things that you need to do if you have if you're running Windows Seven and Eight, but that's all there, documented for you, and lots of screenshots and text, and some some stuff. The source is on uh, the Adafruit Learn System. Here you can download the whole project zip, which includes um, the uh, kind of the graphics and things that come with it. Um, you can change those out if you like. And here's all the libraries that you'll need. And uh, here's the recommended things. You want to overclock your, your CPU speed and um, you know, use the tiny USB option under the USB stack. That way you can uh, get a file. Uh, you can, it turns the board. It emulates a USB flash drive so you can drag and drop bitmaps uh, for changing out. the the graphics in the eyes. You can change the iris, the sclera, the pupil, that sort of stuff. User code. So a part of the M4Eyes GitHub repo like project, um, it comes with these user-enabled files. And what they allow you to do is it's just kind of a way to turn on and off different functionalities. Um, Since we were doing uh, different projects with the M4, Halloween M4, Uh, We needed a way to kind of keep the code base the same, but just have these extra added files that you turn on and enable uh, to get things like servo control, uh, an additional NeoPixel strip, uh, heat sensing, that sort of stuff. Um, So there's quite a few of them, and one of them is called User NeoPixels, and all it does is gives you a rainbow cycle uh, code that runs in line with the animated eye. So if you want your animated eye and NeoPixels running at the same time, this is is one way to do it. Um, you could, of course, write different animation code and stuff. Um, there's also another one that's called like, user underscore touch. And that one allows you to use the cap touch um, pads, that are actually the teeth of the, of the Halloween, you use those to uh, play with different animations. So like breathing animations, rainbows, and all that sort of stuff. Uh, it's all a part of the same code base. You get all those things. All you have to do is just change a 0 to 1 and that will turn on that that kind of extra code, the user code. Um, and the only thing I had to change in that user NeoPixel sketch was the pin number. So if you want to use the pin that is on the side, the port rather, that's on the side of the NeoPixel, uh, you'll, want to, uh, you'll want to set that to pin 3. And depending on how many NeoPixels you have, you'll want to change the LED count to reflect how many you have. And then you can change the brightness, which is always uh, stripped-up brightness, and then uh, whatever you want, 255 is the max, and uh, 50 is like default. So there you go. Oh yeah, set LED pin to eight if you'd like to use the built-in NeoPixels. That's another thing we forgot to mention. The difference between the M4 and the M0, oh yeah, the M4 has built-in NeoPixels on the side, which makes it really awesome when you're doing some side-lit stuff. That's that's nice. If you don't want to add any new pixels, there's already neopixels on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this particular project, this tombstone, wouldn't really. It wasn't designed for those sidelet neopixels, so it, that's why I turned them off. Um, but you could totally change that. Just flip that three into an eight, and then you'll be using the uh, the internal neopixels. Yeah. So all this built-in awesomeness. For the 3D printing, just a couple parts. Uh, most of them snap fit. You can glue some of them. Some of the extra details, like the eye ring. Uh, get glued, and uh, you can also use double-sided tape, I guess. There you go, I have the step file and the Fusion 360 source file available to download. It's like linked right there. Also a zip file just the STLs, we just want to print those. They're ready to go, they're like oriented to print as is, which is nice, and there's also a Fusion 360 shared link if you'd like to get a different file format, like, um, I don't know, something other than step in the STL. Uh, cat assembly, I put a little cat animation together, that shows how all the pieces break up and fit together. So that's cool. Uh, these two, so the frame, in order to avoid 3D printing uh, material, support material, rather, I cut it in half. That way I can glue them together, because the back has some like overhangs, and the front has overhangs. Might as well just split it in the middle, and glue them together. I use double-sided tape but you can just glue. And then there's some holes there that you want to be careful with. But that's really it for like, the assembly of that piece. The next page walks through kind of uh, the vinyl and acrylic. So I have a, a SVG, a vector file, for folks that want to create that kind of cracked texture look um, for their faceplate. It's sized for the faceplate and everything, um, so you can you can cut that or laser cut that or something if you'd like. And then the acrylic plate, I have a template for the acrylic plate, or you can just cut it out using a uh, you know, a, a scoring Score. tool. It's just 80 by 104 millimeters. Try to keep the number pretty consistent. Um, but yeah, you can either laser cut it or CNC mill it. I did both. I cut mine out of the acrylic, uh, using acrylic a scoring tool, and I also cut mine on the uh, Bantam tools, desktop CNC. Because, uh, yeah, I didn't, just wanted to do it. I just take a lunch break, so let the machine do it. I also have uh, some different vinyl Graphics for the vinyl, like it's you know uh, on the the acrylic plate itself, so it's sized for that installing the plate um, you want to flex it slightly so you can get the the edges of the acrylic in, inside those little tabs that hold it in place, and then uh, you can attach the eye ring so you probably want to set the face plate up before installing it into the frame uh, that way you can get that acrylic in there by flexing uh, the face plate on, uh, open yeah. Cool. All right, on to the assembly. Here's my new pixel strip. Just cut. Um, it's a low density strip because you don't really need that many LEDs. But I ended up cutting it in half and uh, joined, uh, daisy chaining them back together so that I can separate two strips so I can get more coverage inside the light, inside the, uh, the tombstone. Uh, the switch gets connected to the M4 and the battery port there. Really, really simple. I didn't need to do any extra bits there for the battery or the on-off switch. Um, then just connect the strip uh, to the to the Halloween. Uh, attach your your strip to the cover, to the back cover. I use double sided nito tape. You could use hot glue. Um, there's no real like specific spots to put them, so you're just kind of gonna guess wherever you want it, depending on how you have your project set up. You can put it wherever you want. I'm using these screws for uh, securing the Halloween M four to the faceplate. There are a couple built in standoffs. And there's that little spot there that's next to uh, the light sensor, so you can uh, use that light sensor if you'd like. Um, Yep, get secured there, with those screws. Uh, Then, then I thought I'd use um, screws to secure the faceplate to the framing itself. Um, I just figured that would be an easier way to to kind of secure these things together, as opposed to like having snaps everywhere. It might be a little bit hard with those tabs to snap it in, so I figured, eh, let's make them screws. That ended up working OK. The back frame does, however, uh, snap. But it also has screws, too, at the bottom that gets attached to the base. And uh, yeah, once that's installed, then we can install the base. the base gets uh, screwed into both of the frames. So the first frame is uh, the gray one. And then the black frame, I'm using hex nuts to secure those tabs there. So there's holes on the bottom of the frame that, uh, that line up nicely with the second pair of holes. Uh, in the base. So the base is really what secures those two things together. And then there's a little hole in the bottom here to pass the uh, cable for that on-off switch. You do got to take the cable out, route it through here, and then plug it back into your Halloween. There's plenty of room uh, in the edges there to get your fingers in there, so that's nice. And then plug in the battery. This one is that 4,400 milliamp battery. Nice and uh, you get like maybe four hours or something. And then uh, you want it to there's a snap fit on the back. I use some double sided tape to keep the uh, switch secured to the bottom surface of the of the base, and then I use some mounting tack to keep the battery uh, secured in place. The base has that snap fit cover, so you just snap fit it, and then you uh, have some holes there so you can access either the wire or the on off switch, and that's the whole build. Yay! Let's Let's go all about the these. base. The base. It's all about the
1: base, guys. Oh, your base belonged to us.
0: Maybe being careful not to keep these wires.
1: There go. All right, awesome, so this was a nice little inspiration by all of those uh, little Halloween decorations that we usually see at Target, but uh, what is sure. it, eek and hide? Yeah, and hide. since, you know, pandemic and all, we uh, thought we'd just make our own. Yeah, <laughs> yep, yep,
0: yep.
1: Also use of the Halloween call back to last year's uh, sure. hyped Halloween uh, hardware. Mm-hmm.
0: If you got yourself an M0 or an M4 Halloween, definitely check out the Learn Guide uh, for like either one. There's a On the product page, is like a see all Learn Guides link. And let's see if I can pull that up. Is this one? Yeah, so like this guides for the Halloween M0. There's a ton of guides for the Halloween M0, particularly. So you might have missed one because, you know, folks are publishing, like, three a week.
1: Mm-hmm. And there's also oh, some that get published, like, a couple of weeks after Halloween happened, too.
0: You're definitely going to miss it. There's just so much. Mm-hmm. So take a look at them. See there's a lightsaber
1: like. one. There's the light paint stick. There's a
0: spirit board that uses the accelerometer. Like board. There's a Minotaur maze that you can use the accelerometer. Mm-hmm. So if you have something when you do some proximity sensing, John Park did one where it's going to, like... Uh, get triggered uh, when it sees something in the IR sensor. It's a great skull build. Uh, we put it in a book from the Hocus Pocus movie. This is another one cool. It's a jump scare trap. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's it's got a PIR sensor. When it sees something, it'll trip a servo and play a sound effect uh, and display something on the screen which is really cool. So You can mix and match all sorts of different things to make a, a brand new project which is what's my jam. Or it could be as simple as a uh, Putting it in a 3D printed case and sticking it to your pumpkin, huh? There's this googly eye one, remember that one? You shake it and the mm-hmm. googly eye moves around, <laughs> that's great. Uh, and then there's some of more advanced ones like uh, synchronizing two eyes here, if you want to do that, or you get the monster mask. But that's a good one too, so. And that's just page one of two. So what about the Halloween M4? We have like two projects, this one and last year's project. The candy bowl one. This is a really cool one because the, uh, it uses the side lit LEDs. There's nothing extra to it. It's just like, here's a cool project I can show you using kind of the default stuff. But you can still use the, um, the touch pads to, to trigger different animations. So it made a good Halloween candy bowl like, upgrade. So that was cool. So Also put one of those plastic lenses to make the eye kind of bulge out a little bit. That was always fun too. Yeah,
1: I actually, I uh, click on on the convex plastic lenses. We didn't talk about that at all. That is um, something we could have added right on top of there.
0: Yeah, right, here's the photo of it. Yeah, it just adds more depth to it when you're looking at different angles. We have a glass one and a plastic one. I recommend the glass one the plastic, I mean I recommend the plastic one because I dropped the glass one and chipped the glass.
1: Especially if you are <laughs> uh, if your project requires uh, weight. Yeah, it's piece. heavy
0: too. It's heavy,
1: yeah. Cool. All right, sweet. Then that is this week's project.
0: Yes. Get all the things.
1: All right, let's go ahead and jump into this week's what are we prototyping?
0: Excellent. Yes, so, what are we prototyping? It still has to do with Halloween. We have one more week left to do a Halloween project. What can it possibly be?
1: Yeah, so with keeping in mind with social distancing and trick-or-treating, we don't know how that's gonna play out, but we're gonna try, uh, that thought it would be a good idea to have one of those uh, little claws that we did from the drone project. Go ahead and update it. When we made that, it was the Circuit Playground Express. We, try, we thought we'd try to do the same thing with the Circuit Playground Blue Fruit, so we can have, make a wireless uh, claw. So what we're doing is we're attaching it to one of those ghosts, the sound-activated ghosts that go across a uh, rope. And then attaching this. And once it gets closer to the sidewalk, uh, we'll have the drone claw deploy some candies.
0: So here's this little ghost, flying ghost is what they call it. It is this little compact ghost and it comes with a rope. The rope is supposed to be tied to two different ends. And the ghost has a built-in motor and pulley system that uh, kind of motorizes it, pulleys itself. Up and, uh, uh, up and down the line. So the bottom of the unit has the little battery door. Pedro kind of stuck it to the back there so that it's separate from the build. You can just stick it onto whatever thing that you want to you know, remotely control. This is a, a plastic bag, a goodie bag with some candies. And Pedro's using the Blue Fruit app to trigger it using the up and down button to deploy some candy. And uh, yeah, very, very fun. Let's
1: go ahead and jump into the overhead so We can take a look at the updated Circuit Playground case and drone claw for this. So some modifications here, we wanted to make sure that it was attached to the Circuit Playground. On the drone, it was just attached to one of the claws. And like you said, we're just using the uh, Circuit Playground, or the Circuit Playground Bluefruit app to uh, control the uh, claw. Just opens and closes with yeah. the up and down arrows here. And a uh, nice little way to attach a Bluetooth-controlled claw to pretty much anything. Yeah. Um, just I uh, have this being onto, like, you don't even need the, the ghost. It could be on a tree or something that right. So is right above. Right. So together. Yeah.
0: We figured, like, let's do something custom and add it to an already made uh, Halloween prop. That's a really nice thing to do. Saves you a lot of time. And huge shout out to Liz Clark. She put down uh, no extra stuff. You just wired into whatever pin mm-hmm. and, and power and ground.
1: We're this using the updated little Molex connectors for these. So we have these oh, tiny yeah, little connections so we can make everything as small as possible. We're also using the built-in buttons that we've learned how to design. So we have access to the A and B and the reset button on that. So a nice little clicky action on that.
0: Yeah, these kind of hole reliefs or these, these outline reliefs allow the, the plastic to mm-hmm. be a button so you can actuate it.
1: Yeah, so definitely gonna be used in some cosplay. so You can attach it to your getup and have it uh, controlled. Uh, this also works with your watch as well.
0: well um, you could add more features to it. Maybe you want the lights or something. You want extra lights or something. Yeah. Like so I'll do that with CircuitPython. Cool.
1: So that'll be next week's project. That's what a grand finale to all of the Halloween ones. Yeah. As you see here, we're planning to use it with the little goodie bags I have, like the Ziploc, um, built into them so it can be nicely sanitized
0: He's dropping, he's got ghost droppings. They're sweet and delicious.
1: <laughs> and we'll Just talk about all of the, the rest of that, the cat and all that. We'll talk about that next week. It's okay. a sweet little uh, ghost from Spirit. I think it's like 19 bucks. And it uh, handles a lot of the other um, trickiness that uh, comes up when you wanna build this complete from scratch. So like that all we had to do was worry about having the claw work. Yeah, for sure. That's a way to make a pooping ghost this Halloween.
0: Excellent, you said it. All right. Um,
1: All right. I think we have some community makes makes for this week.
0: Okie dokie. Every Tuesday we have a time lapse that we put together. It's a design from the community. This week it's. uh, Hey, what do you
1: know? It's another tomb. (laughs) Another tombstone. (laughs) So this awesome. Uh, recreation of the Lolita Madame Lodia, Lolita Lolita Liotta from the Haunted Mansion at uh, Disney yes, was posted yeah. a couple of years ago I believe Yeah. and I thought it'd be cool to attach that to a couple of the foam tombstones that we had left over from last week's project
0: good amount of support material so it attaches really nice to this foam uh, the styrofoam mm-hmm. uh, to be, you oh, can go crazy uh, and add more stuff. I think the it.
1: coin cell might have fallen off of it. Yeah, <laughs> sorry. I don't it's like sculpting this, so that so you don't have to go through that. But uh, they have it set up so you can have uh, like the animatron zip file. Uh, so I didn't want to go that complicated. I just have like an LED inside there that illuminates the inside of the eyes. And like you were saying before, you had a bunch of support material that had to be on the inside of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so the uh, way to make the support material for this super easy to use is just having the uh, extrusion with uh, dropped all the way down to like .2. Would that work?
0: You it's
1: can put different. it through the uh, bottom here like that. You can see the diffusion on the eyes, uh, kind of working. Now uh, you get the idea from the video. Right? It's way it's better on like,
0: oh, that. Man. <laughs> it's like, no, it really it fell off the table, and I guess the point cell popped out as well.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so a nice little way to uh, add some. Uh, of the Disney magic back into your uh, Halloween displays. That's a way to uh, have that in there if you want to add the animatronics, the eyes of that. Like I was saying before, the files are included in there as well. So definitely a nice addition to your decorations.
0: Cool. This is uh, by Prototypes in Pixie Dust. Thingiverse Caesar And uh, very, very nice work on the model and weathering it. It looks like real, um, real kind of concrete. Mm-hmm. So cool, check that out. We have a link in the description of the time lapse video and this one too. Cool. Yeah, not a lot of makes. And it's from Maya 2019. Someone else made uh, a nice one here. Fantastic. And I definitely want support support materials and a good amount of filamenta. Did you scale it up or anything? No. As is? Yeah. As is? Okay.
1: It's cool. so a one-to-one. You could make it a little bit bigger if you uh, have the space for it. Regular PLA? This is a regular PLA with, uh, yeah, just it. No, no uh, po- post-processing on this, just a bunch of support material removal.
0: How do you attach her to the foam core?
1: So the attachment is just with uh, a couple of super uh, hot glue on the back with some uh, paper clips that are holding on to the inside of the uh, little face there. Okay.
0: So the Pretty inside is like not. Um, what do you it's call it? hollow on the it's inside. Hollow on the inside. Yeah. Pretty hollow, and um, yeah, can't get a good look at it. But yeah, it's got a nice. Uh, the of depth area. of it. Yeah. yeah. The depth it's a it, shell. Yeah. So you're gonna have all those face features like inverted on the inside. Mm-hmm. Huh. All right. Cool. We got some more community makes. Just a couple of posts that were done on Thinkiverse this week. So I figured I'd share it with you folks. Raspberry Pi HQ camera case, posted up by Fabio47. This is a 3D printed uh, little case for the Raspberry Pi 4 and the new uh, Pi HQ camera. So folks, missed that one. Maybe you won't miss this one. Mm -hmm. Just a little snap-fit case uh, for housing your Raspberry Pi 4 and a HQ high-quality camera. So it works. Yay. Um, No supports. Yay. We have a Circuit Playground lantern base with a double AAA battery holder. This is a remix of something we put together a couple years ago. So this has some nice fittings uh, for the Circuit Playground and this nice, easy to swap out the batteries in this AAA battery holder. So it's a nice chunky case uh, for housing all that stuff together. So shout out to uh, Zaid for posting uh, this up. It's a nice remix. And then another one, the last one here, is uh, just the Pi Gamer Snap Fit Case. If you have yourself a Pi Gamer and you want a case that Snap Fits together, you can try this one out. Um, yeah, print it out okay. The bottom looks pretty cool here with this extra uh, additional, I, I don't think I made this like that, but, yeah, it's got this extra um, battery thing in the back there, so you can uh, have a bigger battery, I suppose. So there you go. That's this week's, uh, oh yeah, and that was by P. Be back, X. Thank you for everybody posting your makes. uh, It's nice. All right, and that is this week's community makes.
1: And then one last thing, you did a layer by layer this week on sketch constraints.
0: Yeah, I think it was last week. This week I got another one. It's gonna be on making brackets for the matrix um, Mm. displays. So if folks are uh, interested in uh, making brackets, designing brackets for their for their RGB matrix displays, uh, that'll be a nice one to check out.
1: So you go through all the notes here. We have uh, Robert who just got his Halloween M4 arriving today, or arrived today, and he's got the tomb printing up. Oh my God, that's awesome. So please post a picture when those are put together see any uh, modifications or different colors that are used in the uh, tombstone. Yeah, sure. So it's always uh, cool to see different themes.
0: Yeah, there's, there's room in there for other things, too. Maybe sensors or something. Cool. Well, Adabox is hopefully coming next week, I think.
1: Uh, probably next week or the week tonight. after. Tonight. Or tonight. No, I think it's next week. We'll, we'll sure. see the full see unboxing that. and a quick overview of all of the awesome things you can make with this Uh, quarters eight a box
0: okay well sweet uh thanks folks again for joining us if you want to join us um while we're doing the live show the best place to do it is discord i'm looking for the discord link there it is it's in the front sorry folks (laughs) yeah yep yep
1: got a like we got cool. some
0: great connections going on here.
1: Yeah, it looks like a couple of people are getting some buffering. Uh looks okay on my end, but it, I mean, I'm just Yeah. It's probably my connection here. No, it looks it's okay. It's just the
0: way it is. I had some errors in the beginning too. Um Yeah. Could be li it could be a Restream or
1: Or every single school that is doing classes right now. Right. <laughs>
0: Okay, well, thank you folks for bearing with us as, uh, as the stream is, you know. Yeah, and we'll see you tonight. So let's go ahead and end the show with the closures. Later tonight at 7.30 p.m. we invite you to join the show Intel. This is our invite to everybody in the maker community who wants to share their projects, works in progress, stuff that's done, stuff that you wanna do, share your makerspace, retro tech, all is fair game. And then shortly after is asking engineer with Lamar and Phil. We'll do some top secrets.
1: Full hour of uh, all the things going on in the Maker community, uh, new products, and, of course, all of the other news going on in the Maker uh, world. So definitely tune in for that.
0: Secrets and sneak peeks as well. Always. Okay.
1: And then periodically throughout the week, they'll be posting what Ada is working on, so definitely uh, subscribe. Make sure you click on that bell icon so you can see all those videos and follow us on all of the socials. We so post every there, everything there too.
0: The lineup of shows starts on Sundays with Lady Ada doing live streams from her desk. From the desk of Lady Ada, this week she talked about IDC cables, uh, like creating cable assemblies, searching for them, purchasing them, and different options that you can uh, that you, can, you can have for these cables using DigiKey, the great search with DigiKey. There you go. Thanks, Lady Ada. And then on Tuesdays, JP, it's product of the week. This week, he picked something blurry. What was it? I don't know. You have to tune in at 4 p.m. Eastern time or 1 p.m. Pacific time to tune in to John Park's product pick of the week. You get 50% off super crazy discounts live on the show. And it's the only kind of, I think, place where you can see live streaming on the product pages. So whatever product he's talking about, it's like on that page, like streaming, talking about it
1: demoing Super it. Cool. Hey, it
0: works. Here's the code. <laughs> Very awesome. We do this every Wednesday at 11 a.m. Eastern Time, 3D Hangouts, me and Pedro. John Park's on tomorrow, Thursdays, 4 p.m. Eastern Time. Check him out. He's got uh, some new projects in the works, um, clues to uh, the what next the eight game boxes. box is, and more. So check him out. And then on Fridays, Deep Dive with Scott every Friday
1: at 2 p.m. Pacific time. That's right. He's always been two suggestions on workflow or the way he does his uh, GitHub reviews. Definitely tune in to see all of the nitty gritty in the uh, programming yeah. of CircuitPython and drivers and even down things like how he manages his email filters. So right. always a good one to tune into.
0: Yeah, for sure. Pick it all right, well, we'll see you folks later tonight on the show and tell. We invite you folks. Um, I might have missed it, but, yeah, you can join in on the Discord. And look for that link going we post it.
1: Yep. It'll be posted on discord.gg slash Adafruit on the StreamYard. We'll, we'll do all the show and tells. Thank you all for joining us this week.
0: That's right. Don't forget. We'll see you next time, but until then, don't forget to make a, make a great, a great
1: day. day. See you later tonight.
0: Bye, folks.